Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And I'm your co-host, not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. Good job. Good job. Uh, so today we have a, just us yeah. couples. I feel like you're definitely squeaking your way on here more and more. It's my master plan. It is not getting renamed. It, the podcast is still going to be with they, Lauren Brunswick. They slay the day. They slay the day. Yeah, no. With Dr. Lauren Brunswick and not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. Yep, that's not happening. But today I did need you um, because we're talking about our annual meeting that you and I do. Yeah, not the team annual meeting, which is very no. important. And you recently did stuff on that, I think. Not on here. That was over on, over on Patreon. Oh, that's only for the, the true supporters. Yeah, so people like Jamie McCullough, who just signed on as a top tier Patreon, she gets access to... The recording I did in December, which was on what we do for our annual meeting for the team, mm -hmm. which we just had. Which was great. Oh my gosh. That best was one of the best ever. ones. Yep. Yeah. It was the team agreed. There were tears. There was problem solving. Uh, I feel like everyone knows each other better, which is, I mean, especially for the young people or for the new people, that's important. But I also feel like those are great because. We get everyone into a mental space and a physical space that feels relaxing. And there are people who have worked with us for six years who like you learn something new about them or just the stuff that you don't talk about week to week. You find mm -hmm. out about what's going on in their life and what they're thinking about and how they feel and how they need to show up in the year. And it's just that space that if you just had a big monthly meeting or biweekly meeting or whatever, you would never get the time. And even if you tried to shoehorn it into an hour or two hour meeting, it's like, okay, what are next week's numbers? Tell me your biggest fear. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so if you want to hear, uh, if you haven't done a team meeting, I will let you know that you don't have to, you didn't miss the boat. If you haven't done a team meeting, you can do one in March. You can do one in July. Like, that's okay. And, and depending can... on your situation, I mean, last year we did do ours mm -hmm. in March because we had doc new doctors coming on and it felt silly to take our whole team and in the middle of January make a plan for the year and then just fill in these people who are essential mm -hmm. to our team. Two yeah. months later, it's like, no, okay, we can wait till they start and then we'll make a unified vision. Yeah. So if you haven't <coughs> listened to the 
uh, if you are not a Patreon member and you want to listen to it, you can sign up and you can scroll back and listen to all of them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to yeah, be a you jerk, have access to everything at that tier. Join for $24.99 for one month. Go listen to everything. And then you could quit me. I think if that was even someone's plan and they actually went back and listened to the content and then saw the schedule for what's coming out for those people, mm -hmm. they would go like, okay, this is pretty good. And I want to hear next month's. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe. So anyways, yes, we're not talking about the annual team meeting for our team. We are talking about Kirby's and my, Kirby's and I, Kirby's and my, mine, and, and Kirby's and my. No. Yeah, I think if you just delete the Kirby's and, what would it be? We're talking about my, my annual team meeting. That's basically what, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, Kirby's and my annual family annual meeting. Annual family meeting. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. It's and, I, like, and I do think as the girls get older, and we talk to them about some stuff as the result of this, but I would say even in a couple years, you know, we would probably still have our own separate thing to discuss the state of our marriage and like what we view. But I think as the girls get older, we'll bring them into this conversation about like, what does this family stand for? And do we feel like our lives are aligning? Yes. Um, and I think it, you'll obviously, if you listen to the entire episode, you will come to the conclusion that even if your partner is not involved in your business, mm -hmm. um, like if they have their own job and they don't touch a single number from your clinic uh i would still recommend this because most oh, yeah. uh, it's really a it's really a marriage yeah meeting. marriage and life meeting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. so um before though i have i have issues that i need solved we have <gasps> mysteries that need to be solved oh you know what i didn't tell you i wanted to talk about though what the update on that airbnb the update on, on that. the murder oh god yeah okay so first i, mean, I have to tell you guys something i think very trigger important. warning too Tri before. yes i was going to okay. so trigger warning there nobody actually gets murdered but this is not something that kids should listen to and if you have a history with um domestic, domestic violence fast forward but for everyone else who wants to hear a morbid story that involves running an Airbnb? Run an Airbnb, they say. It'll be fun. This is say. not our Airbnb. Not by our the way. Airbnb. So if you were thinking of renting our Airbnb, it did not it happen has not at been our sullied place. by terrible, terrible acts. Okay. So I won't get into details, but like three months ago, I'm getting my nails done. And my nail lady um, says that, so she knows that we are running an Airbnb, and her sister cleans an Airbnb for a lake right by ours. And she said, oh, crazy story. My sister showed up to clean that Airbnb yesterday. And when she got there, there was blood everywhere. Like on the walls, on the floor, towels, like sheets, like not just, whoops, somebody got their period. No, yeah. no. Holes in walls, like the bedroom door was like knocked off its frame and she, and I, and she was like, yeah, so she had to, she couldn't clean because yeah, this is a place a on a lake. Like literally you're like, oh, is somebody like, did somebody get murdered here and dropped in the lake down there? So she couldn't clean, had to call the cops. Cops were like, yes, do not touch anything. Cops came. This is the end of the story that I had heard. Mm -hmm. so it was like three months ago. 
where I'm like, whoa. And she's like, yeah, so she had to call the cops and we don't know anything yet. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was telling a family member like two weeks ago this story. Yeah. And, oh, it was my stepdad. And he goes, so what happened? And I go, I don't know. I never followed up. <laughs> He's like laughing. He's like, you never followed up? You should have been like calling every day yeah. to be like, what like, happened? That's a good call. So I get my nails done a few days later. And I was like, Megan, what happened with your sister's Airbnb? And she goes, oh, I never followed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, so she's like, should we call my sister? And I was like, yeah. So we call her sister. And her sister's like, yeah, there's like a whole police thing happening. And we're like, do you have pictures? And she's like, yeah, I had to take a ton of pictures for Oh, like, yeah, I suppose for like the, yeah, and we're like, like the insurance claim and stuff. Can you send us the pictures? So I will tell you, we were expecting a lot worse by like blood splatter. Like, so here's what happened. Okay. okay. So we got the story. So a couple, boy and girl, rented the place and there was a crazy domestic violence situation. They like, yeah, like I said, she must have locked herself in the house or in the room at some point. He like beat down the door with like this old antique iron, <sighs> dents and walls. Like, and when she says blood everywhere, like there was like little splatters of blood, like in the kitchen, in the living room, on door handles. There were like well, and what you said was the the towels. Yeah. So like they had attempted to clean. Mm -hmm. They had cleaned. They had tried to wash the the towels that were white, but there were like six hand towels and like four towels that had been tried to wash. There oh. were just straight up stuff missing. Oh, like, so stuff. There that... was like four pillows missing, multiple bed sheets bed sheets missing. They had flipped a mattress trying to cover this up. So anyway, so the police go to the residence um she, the chick won't answer the door and they're like we need to see that you're alive mm -hmm. and that this is you and she refuses to answer the door they go get a like warrant or whatever. warrant or whatever to like force and so like they then see her and in all like the cascade of people recalling the story she just looked like she had gotten in a terrible terrible car accident or had beaten up she is refusing to press charges. Um, that makes me so mad. Oh, my gosh. So. Like, not at her, obviously. Of course but not. Like, but, like, and then the guy whose Airbnb this is, like, this is the least of the problems mm -hmm. by any means. But, like, he doesn't live around here, so he had to, like, pay for contractors to come in and, like. Um, oh, yeah. It's like the, there are people who do, like post-flood stuff mm -hmm. and do like if someone died in the place yep. like people who come in and clean clean so there's no yep. pathogens and and, stuff. and just like had to dry fix drywall dents and like all of this stuff and um apparently like airbnb only has like a 500 hundred dollar easily thing that you can charge oh and so like airbnb is not helping this guy out at all so yeah just like holy cow I, that's messed up so it makes our paper towel lady mm -hmm. seem like a walk in the park yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy i know like you just oh my gosh so anyways for those that are this is why oh you know what i should do i should write into that terrible facebook group 
If anybody is looking to feel like a better human than they are, there's an Airbnb super host group on Facebook. And you could just post a simple question if you own an Airbnb, like, hey, I'm trying to find what kind of towels I should buy for my Airbnb. And you will get some people who are helpful who are like, here's the link to the Amazon. I like these. These are a good mix of quality uh, versus price. Uh, and then you will get people who are just like, don't you know how to use the search engine? This has been asked a million times. And then you'll have people being like, if you don't go quality, you are what is wrong with Airbnb and you are making us look bad. Like just terrible. terrible I saw people. one today that is a perfect example of that. A person just saw like on the, you know, the grocery stores, they'll have the racks of gift cards. Yeah. For like all oh, the yeah, different yeah. things, Xbox and yeah. you know Apple or whatever. So on it, it had an Airbnb gift card. And the person asked, I just saw this today. How does this work? That's all they posted. Right. If somebody's going to say, hey, I have an Airbnb gift card, how does that work? Yeah. So like I'm assuming it's like a normal gift card where you would give someone $100 on the gift card. They would attach to their account. If they rented a $200 room. The gift card would be applied to it or whatever. The first response was a joke that was stated like a real fact that like people blew up out of like, that's not... The first guy said, you just hold this up to any digital door code on an Airbnb and it lets you in. <laughs> but then like, you know, this person obviously doesn't get how the gift card works. So they might be gullible enough to be like, what? Wait, what? And then like the next one down was like, like any other gift card, you idiot. Like, oh my God, people are so mean on there. They're and really like there are legitimate follow-up questions of if someone paid for their entire visit with a gift card. Like, what if they damage something? Like, no, I'm guessing the answer is Airbnb has them still have credit card on file. But like, if you're new to the platform or not tech savvy, mm -hmm. genuine, honest question, not like this is a tragedy, they shouldn't do this, which is like, how does this work? And people just tore the person apart or deliberately misled them or made fun of them. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it, you do learn some stuff sometimes. So mm -hmm. it is kind of worth being on there. But do I have one more? Do I have time just to ask the question about the airport guy? Yeah. Kids can come back in the room for this. No more trigger warning stuff. Um, okay. So Kirby and I just recently went to Miami. And you might, <laughs> this might start a fight between Kirby and I. But basically, every single time, unless we're flying first class, which doesn't happen that often, um, Kirby and I are flying together. I always sit bitch, which is the middle seat. Sorry, I told you to bring your kid back and then immediately swore. Um, <laughs> always, always, always. And he's always like, well, you, if you want to take a nap, can lean on me. And I'm like, I don't sleep. I don't nap on planes often. You literally napped on me on this, on the way down. Well, that's not fair. That was a... And I believe the flight before that. You don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that to be true. Anyways, so <coughs> I am a loving wife and I just go like, yep. I will sit in the middle seat, even though I would like to sit by the window as well. So we're sitting there. And as the plane is boarding, this couple is like coming on and he asks, what seats do we have? She responds like with the number and thing. And she goes, so we have the window and the middle. What do you want to take? He then goes, I'll take the middle. So I can sit next to the stranger. Which like turn like we both like heard that was his word. Like looked at I'll each sit, other. And just like very neutral. I'll sit in the middle so I can sit next to the stranger. 
And I'm like, and I looked at him and I gave Kirby just a glare of like, do you see how supportive that man is? Do you see how supportive he is to protect it? But, but here's what I thought is we have at least one friend who has said like, oh, I love just talking to whoever I'm sitting next to on airplane rides, which is my nightmare. But like, what if he's like that of like, oh, I want, I want to sit next to the stranger. I want to hear their story. Ugh. Yeah, we don't know. So, but then in that scenario, like, is he protecting her from germs? Is he, maybe she has like severe social anxiety? I love how we're making a full on. I think he's definitely protective of her. He's not going to take her to an Airbnb and knock her around. He's protecting her. Sure. (sighs) Either way, Kirby's not supporting me as much as he should be. Thank you. Well, one, you literally slept on me on that flight. And two, since since you do tend to sleep on planes more than I do, I almost never fall asleep on planes. Then if I have the window, I can look out at the pretty stuff. And then also if I'm in the middle seat and then I'm reaching across you to like take pictures or get video of cool things out the window, then you would get annoyed. You can't even say because you're bigger than me. You're really not. I'm bigger than you. Mm, Barely. So my shoulders are broader. Okay. Let's we we need to pray so we can we can get on with our subject. All right. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again this week, and thank you for this subject. Um, I hope it can help other marriages and other families um, find find out where they're at and where they want to be and create a future that has more connection with each other, uh, with their communities, with their families, and, and ultimately their soul. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, like we said, the goal of the annual planning meeting is really meant to make sure that you and your partner um, are in alignment with the plan for next year, financially, um, spiritually, relationship-wise, business-wise, mm-hmm discuss some of the big things that are on the agenda. Um, and I would say a, a check-in and evaluation of, cause it's, it's very easy to make things planning going forward. But one of the things that I like about it is the check-in on how last year went mm-hmm. of like, cause everyone kind of has it, whether you've had a formal, you know, we've talked about a, a marriage mission statement and stuff. Even if you have that formally, you, you know, and someone asks you like, well, what do you stand for? And you say, you know, we, we stand for family and marriage and impact. If you never go, okay, that's what you say is most important. How'd you spend your time last year? Mm-hmm. How'd it feel? Like, did you, did you do it? That step to me is so key in going like, okay, we're going to make a plan for the next year, knowing where we fell short or where we felt like stuff wasn't going as well. Or if we, you know, just you get busy. Yes. You know, and sometimes those things, I'm not saying that all things are at the same level of importance at all times, but if you don't do an evaluation of the past year, you can go like, yeah, we, we killed it in impact this year. You know, we did a lot of business things. Did that come a little bit at the price of family time? Like, yeah. Okay. How did that make us feel? How do we want to go moving forward? Yes. Yep. The reflection is a really important part. And I will say that, so it's good to reflect back. You're also looking forward at the next year and 
looking. So there's kind of two main topics here that one we've discussed before, another one we haven't. So the marriage marriage mission mission state. statement. I don't know if that is in the first 50 episodes or not. I cannot remember. We'll um, have information as to how you can access that. or But if it's in the first 50, you might have to be a $3.99 member of Patreon yep. to listen to it. But Kirby and I talk about um, one of the exercises that our therapist had us do, which is create a marriage mission statement. It's an interesting thing. At one point, I cried to the therapist because, like, basically, I was worried that he was asking me to settle um, in what I wanted in life and this and that. Not for Kirby, like, not settling for Kirby. <laughs> um, but, like, I felt, you know, like, if us having to agree on something, Kirby wasn't going to agree with the big business stuff I wanted to do. He was going to be all like, ooh, family. Let's, and security. Let's get in touch with so God. I was gonna have humble. to like lower my my life, <laughs> and you know it was like no no no. Together, what you accomplish should always be better, mm. always bigger, always better together. Um, so we're looking. We have uh, words. So for us, just kind of like within your business, I don't remember our fucking mission statement. Um, well, and just the way that we think of. You know, I, I always hate when businesses like boil it down to like one sentence that's fairly broad and banal of like banal. Yeah. Like what's banal? Mean? Like boring. And like how would you spell banal? B-A-N-A-L. I think. B-A-N-A-L. B-A-N-A-L. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've just never heard that word before. No, let's look up the live definition. I um, want to make sure I'm using it right. Yes. Non-memorable for sure. Like uh, if there's anybody listening who's like, I could ask my employees banal so lacking in originality as to be obvious and boring well okay so i don't think that but you get what i'm saying you get what i'm saying about how like corporations do that of like yes we are here to serve the common good through optimized strategies for maximum growth and you're like so you want to make profit no see here's the deal is like i think you're coming from a corporate standpoint whereas a lot of chiropractors have beautiful, flowery mm-hmm. mission statements. And they really mean every word of it, but it's so vague. Not vague, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not yeah. that it's boring. It's just like, wow, that's a lot of yeah, $100 so, words. So when, we, so when we went through it with us, we had so many things that we wanted to kind of cover that it was either going to be like a six-sentence thing and categories that kind of crisscrossed. So we kind of made like a chart more than a... Shocking, yep. But it really came down to like core values of like we figured out the three arenas in life that we want to have impact. And then what are the like main ways that we want to impact each of those? Yeah. So I don't really remember it. That's not the whole point of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember like 75% of it. So... Anyway, so that's an important thing where you're pulling up that and going like, okay, so we say exploration is mm-hmm. a one of our words in our marriage. How did we do at exploring? And that can mean all sorts of things. That can mean like we explored an Airbnb. Like yeah, we, we got to know. So I grew up near Birchwood, the town where the Airbnb is near. I grew up six miles away from there. We went to more restaurants and found out more about that community in the one month we were living and working on the Airbnb than I did as a kid. 
because we would just go to the bigger town 20 miles away mm -hmm. for groceries and stuff. So we never, and we were farming, so we didn't have time to like, let's go to a Saturday afternoon dinner on right. the lake. Like, so we did more exploring of that area and I feel more tied to, and it felt kind of like a little vacation-y at, you know, one night at a time. Yep. Um, and that had as much impact on Explore for me for the year as the multiple trips we took. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so like exploring, you know, so that showed up, uh, service is another one, um, that is really important to us. So we look back and we're like, we're, we probably could step it up in service, you know, like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing that you need to check in with of like, since the businesses we run are service businesses, we could, we could take the out on that mm -hmm. and go like, you know. 30,000 people were adjusted under our company, like that's service. And we gave away a podcast for multiple years in a row, you know, like that's, that's but then service. When you apply service to under family, it's like, well, how did our family, Yeah, did we teach our girls anything about service? Yeah. Like, you know, do you want to step back and kind of walk through it? Well, agenda? no, I want to say one more thing is that, so it's helpful for the, uh, looking at your marriage mission statement. How are you doing? Also, then looking at the big, broader, where are you at on the 10-year vision? Mm -hmm. um, so we're not, we have not talked about the 10-year vision much on this. It is an exercise that the people in the multi-passionate chiropractor will go through. It is a, <laughs> it's a beast. It's a doozy. Kirby and I may or may not have gotten in multiple fights over the process of figuring ours out. It, there's calculations. There's a ton in it. But their fight's worth having because it's one of those things that I think so many couples each independently, whether they've directly thought it out or not, have probably some idea of their own and they have no idea where that's conflicting. And you could have a couple pulling in two different directions or you could have this unspoken vision that when you then start to truly map out like, okay, what exactly is it? What does it look like? What does it cost? You might realize, I mean, that was part of of our discovery was like we have this vision to be able to do all these things and where we're going to be and how we're going to do it and then when you look at like well how do we afford that and if our entire investment strategy is focused on retirement savings it's like okay so we're putting a ton of money away that we can't touch in 10 years right like oh something's yeah. not in alignment here so those are kind of the two goals of like checking in of like how are we doing towards that Hey, she slayers! So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is 
are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well-Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Should we talk, you want to talk about the agenda a little bit? Yes, and I think we can like talk, highlight things as we go through. Um, so we started with highlights and lowlights of the last year. So a big part of the, what works for us since we take so many pictures is I just scrolled through my Google Photos and just like, Mm-hmm. Went like, oh, that was the time that, you know, Ty's birthday party with the puppies. And I saw a really, oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's not too late. Um, we're going to get a jar. Okay. And it's only the 10th of January. So we can <laughs> look back and figure out last week. But everybody puts one thing in the jar that was cool that happened to them the previous week. Oh, okay. And then like at the that. end of the year, you read it. Oh, I love that. So like, yeah, so you might have those moments that you don't take a picture of, but it was like the time we played hide and seek. Yes. We didn't obviously take pictures during hide and seek, but like, that's probably what Ty would have put for last week. Kirby is so bad at hide and seek. I am too big and not flexible enough. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's why you don't get the middle seat. See that callback? Yep. Good job. See, I'm funny. I could be a good comedian. Now rule of threes and you'd have it come in one more time. Okay. Um, so, you know, this reminds me of the Dave Chappelle thing where he says, I'm so good. I can Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you the punchline yeah. and then you completely forget about it. Which this is already an R rated. So the punchline is then I kicked her in the vagina. <laughs> I don't think he said vagina, but. Oh, did he not? Okay. So there we go. I kept it R and not NC17. Um, so, yes. That is something that I want to do. So quick, we have to make sure that we do it. This is the story of my life. Like, oh, I'm two weeks in. There was something I wanted to do this. I don't know who these people are who like mid-December would be like, I have an idea of how I'm going to change and I'm going to implement it. So January 1st, it starts. That's so hard. I mean, honestly, that's something I aspire to. And hopefully as I get a better control of my schedule, and we'll talk about some of those things later. But like, I do think if you if you do want like the next year to be different, it probably actively starts in november like for and you know you gotta because we do the same thing of like we know when our annual meetings are going to be but with all the other stuff it ends up like okay let's we have a broad idea of the agenda but then it's like a week before let's nail down the agenda go get the Mm -hmm. numbers fill in the charts make it happen so last minute 
Okay. So, so start highlights. With, yep, highlights of the year. Now, talk about why lowlights are important. Lowlights are important because it it reflects on like the most disappointing moments or the things that um, some of them are just are just unexpected things that are bad things that happen. So, like Lauren had a close friend die unexpectedly this year, and that was that was crushing. It, and it doesn't serve. I mean, it can serve of like it makes you value your time with your family and reevaluate, you know, are you doing with your time what you think you should be doing if it all ended tomorrow? So like there's value in that. But some of the other things are um, like, do you mind me sharing the Disney thing? Oh, the Disney thing's fine. Then. Like one of Lauren's lowlights was like one of the days she felt really bad was we went to Disneyland and the first day was on her birthday. And we flew there in the morning, mm -hmm. went in, got checked into the hotel, went into Disney. By like six o'clock, everyone was so grumpy and so upset. But like Lauren was still trying to like get the most maximize. out of it because it's her birthday. And it's also day one of vacation, which I've learned that the maximizer in me is usually disappointed on the first day of any vacation because mm -hmm. it's just like I'm not at peace until I have like this artificial checklist checked off. So like I might start now on planes going like, okay, what are your unrealistic expectations that you're putting on today? Mm -hmm. So like that's that's kind of the value of it is as we look forward and plan the year and think about those things, it facilitates that conversation of, you know, how can we how can we avoid that? How can we plan better? How can we change how we look at the world? You know, some of the other stuff was losing employees this year. And so that prompts the conversation when we plan out the year of when we're going to rehire for those positions or fill in for people who've left, knowing the disappointment of losing someone and saying, were there any mistakes along that way? Can we hire better? And just getting ready for it in that way. It's kind of just learning from your year and evaluating like what's truly important to you. Because I think when people say their priorities and what they, what they like and don't like, they just think optimistically of like yeah. what they do like. And they don't think about what they truly want to avoid, which I think can be as important or more important to avoid deep disappointment. Yeah. And I zoned out a little bit when you were talking. So I don't think you just said this. <laughs> well, I had an, a thought and I was like, oh, you should say that. And yes, then I say it. Anyways, um, it was on like often when we're going through something. God, now I'm feeling going to feel really stupid if I just repeat verbatim. <laughs> when you're going through something, you don't see the lesson in it. Yeah. And so like looking back, I am somebody who hates looking back on negative stuff. Like, it's just like, ugh, let's just talk about the positive and going forward. But like taking a moment to look back and like reflect on the bad things that happen, all of them were like, yeah, but like that was, this actually ended up working out. And mm -hmm. like, and some were just like, yeah, that, that sucked. Um, like losing my favorite employee this year, I won't say who, um, <laughs> could be multiple, uh, that sucked. There was no. There was no silver lining, mm -hmm. but it was just like, yeah, but I look at the relationship I still have with her yep. and how she's still like working in our life and yeah. how interesting, just like kind of how beautiful God is of like, huh, look at you, you crazy devil. Yeah. I call God the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and if you don't do those things, you can, if you don't reflect and make those ties together, it lets your mind keep repeating the pattern of, oh no, another bad thing is happening. And it doesn't let you learn the lesson um, that I think is really key for a lot of people of when you're going through a bad time, you mentally just get 
in the, well, this is going to be forever, or this is going to keep happening. But if you actually reflect of like, go back to one of those bad times and then go a year forward and how important was it? Or how might it have ended up working out better for you Mm -hmm. in the end? And a lot of times that's true. Mm -hmm. So then we move on to, oh man, Kirby really like, Kirby sets the agenda and like, I'm just like, oh, you want to do it. So next was, how do you feel appreciated? And so um, it was interesting because we just talked about like, it's a way to really hear you're, you're busy. Mm-hmm. And like, what are the things that you do that show me you see me and that we are not just coexisting? And in what way you like to receive praise? Because I think that's a big part of it is you, you, what people usually do is give praise and love in the way that they want to receive it and not consider and then go like, I've been telling you you're beautiful every day for 12 years. Like, why, why do you, are you not happy? Why do you think I'm not doing enough? And you're like, that's not how I receive it. Mm -hmm. I'm doing for you what I want for me. You want me to tell you you're beautiful every Mm day? Okay. Now's your chance. Tell me right now. You're beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, going through that is helpful both in understanding each other and being able to, and there's a praise component of that too, of like, going, oh, I really did like when you did do that. That made me feel really good. So there's an appreciation of appreciation in there that just kind of gets the meeting started in a way that's about communication. Yeah. And well, because it's not so simple. Like I, it took me a little bit to figure out really what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then like, there might be a way that your spouse says they feel appreciated that I, you know, like Kirby might say, I feel appreciated when you write me um, short letters mm-hmm. and like, and honestly, like one short letter a week would just be like the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I might go, I can't keep up with that. I, I can't do that. Yeah. Not, I won't like, I, not, I refuse, but I will not end up following through with that. Yeah. And so like, it really does keep i tend to keep by the way i did not ask for 52 letters (laughs) or any letters actually no one's outside of mine um but it does allow of like you know or if i say like you know when you do this this really helps kirby might go uh that's not true because the last time i did that it actually pissed you off more and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point okay you know and so it is it's our continuous trying to learn and understand each other better. so And ourselves too, because mm-hmm. I do think there is a learning in there of not, to, and this isn't like a call you out thing at all, but I think there is a bit of a moving target. And I think you realize that of like- Yeah, I'm in therapy, okay. Of like if, I, if I'm giving you the words of affirmation, then what you want is gifts. If I'm giving you gifts, but not giving words of affirmation, then what like, so yeah. it's, a, it's a trickle of all things. Yeah, we all. basically found out that I like novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and that conversation facilitated that. Mm -hmm. So, so no, I think that's, and the next one's pretty soft and wooey too, is what do you want more of from your partner this year? Which I, I think there's a disclaimer here of, you know, we, we prayed to start our annual meeting. Uh, If you need to meditate and get in the right space, it is supposed to be a productive, both of you pulling in the same direction, both of you being willing to open be open and hear each other without defensiveness. Right. 
because it's hard when you when you go through this one, you know, like you said something that if I was defensive or in the wrong headspace, um, so I'll say you said you wanted more of me at my best of like dinner party Kirby, vacation Kirby, but just on a Tuesday night. Now, if I was in the mood that I'm normally in at three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, I might be like, well, fine, one more thing. Like, yep. you know, I've been busting my butt trying to do all the other things, but now I guess I have to, you know, put on a jacket and be funny. <laughs> like, what's the deal? Tonight's dinner. <laughs> uh, did not ask for Seinfeld, Kirby. <laughs> so if I was defensive about that, it would, it could lead to a fight in the middle of the meeting. But like, I, I was listening and I understand what you're saying. And I agree. I want to be that person more too. So then that facilitates some of the later conversation of like, how, how do I bring that? Like, is it mm -hmm. just a mental switch of check in before you get home, you know, be grateful or is it like, okay, if I'm going to have the energy to do that. We need to balance ourselves a little bit more in the next year. Now throughout this though, it actually, so like we were building kind of a list of to do's. Mm -hmm. So like when it was relevant. So for instance, one of the things that Kirby asked of me was more respect for the financial plan that we've laid out, laid, laid out. Laid um, No. Then that brought up for me a side conversation of like, I need more visual reminders of the plan. So like Kurt, we set our financial plan together, but Kirby's the one who pays the bills, mm -hmm. puts moves money around, puts the money in retirement. I literally don't even see the money that I get from adjusting. Like I don't see the money coming into Yeah, account. you never look at the checkbook. And we have like a I have like a debt tra or like a financial tracking sheet, but if we don't have a meeting to discuss how it's going and have specific goals, that feel like there's something you can truly work on. If I just report to you, you know, and I have reported you a few months of like, here's where we're at, here's what's changing, here's why it's changing. That's just a report. There's nothing in that where I set out like, here's what we can do, or I know you're looking at that trip, but if we didn't do that trip, it would help us towards our goal. And I didn't realize, you know, I'm so in it that I intuitively go like, how does she not know? And then when you go like, I don't look at it deeply, and there's no goal. Yeah. So how would I know? So, you know, I explain like, you know, this is how I think I'm actually very goal oriented. But if I don't see the like my life doesn't change if I go to TJ Maxx and spend whoops, I spent three hundred dollars versus I don't spend anything. Mm -hmm. My life feels no different. But if I get to literally see, well, this month our expenses were up about $300. What could that be? And now mm -hmm. we don't pay, you know, so like it allowed us to go like, this is what you need from me. Okay. In order for me to give that, this would be helpful. And this is what I need type of thing. So yeah. then go into the marriage words, update if needed. Um, and talk about the priorities. I feel like there was another to do that kind of came up along there. Oh, um, so as we were reviewing our words, you know, we were kind of going like, Ugh. you know, oh, and another thing I asked Kirby for was to make plans. So mm. between me saying like, I need you to make date nights for us. And then like looking at our marriage words, we realized like, okay, we need to do date night every week and we yep. discuss like what does it what does a date night need to be versus not be we don't live in a town where there's really much to do except go drinking mm -hmm. 
Um, so like I, talking about how like it could be a lunch thing. It could be us just intentionally making dinner together. And like it can be, but the planning of it. And so we also decided we were going to do that with our, our kids too. Mm -hmm. So now the last couple Mondays while we're eating dinner together, um, because we are fortunate that they're at an age where we still get a lot of sit down dinners together. Yes. Um, we look at the week and go like, okay, when are we going to do our family date? And we did the same thing with them as we explained that like, it's not going to be screens. Yep. Yeah, we're not just going to go like, oh, we'll watch a movie. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll do that, I'm sure, once a week, but it's not going to be what counts as family date. Right. It is literally like screens away. We are here to connect. So, and the re we wanted to bring the girls in on planning it because they'll just, I could just picture them getting so whiny of like, I don't want to play board games. But if on Monday night they go, okay, Thursday night, we are going to play board games. Mm -hmm then you know they yeah. and they got to pick and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a combination of i can go seek and board games because yep. i was really lobbying for that so yeah. but like the you know as it gets warmer it might be that we go for a long walk and play kickball in the backyard mm -hmm. or whatever but they have an input on it and it's just that dedicated time and again to like dinner it might be you know you don't get to play on your phone or look at the tv anyway help mom and dad make dinner because mm -hmm. this is our family date night right now so, um, okay. So then next new ideas. What? Um, so we, so, okay. So first we went through our marriage words, updated if needed and kind of went through. And then the next thing was to review how we did in 2022 through oh, those priorities. Yes. Okay. So like that was kind of the thing where we realized, and, and again, it's not that you have to have all the things front of mind at the same time, but like, you know, the we were very good at impact and creating and business this year. And at times that was to the detriment of family and marriage. Um, so it's like, okay, it's, it's okay that it wasn't on point the whole time, but how can we make that cycle shorter mm -hmm. or in the middle of those stressful times, take the, take the reins back to give some focus. So that's kind of where the, the date night came from is, I understand July was hectic with the Airbnb, but like if we'd have had a don't talk about the Airbnb and just go out for a couple hours, what would that maybe have done? Right. So it kind of ties together of reviewing 2022 and then setting goals for 2023, given each of your, your priority words that you have for your marriage and your family. So that, I mean, that was helpful too, of some of the things that you go, I'll get around to someday you start to go, okay, that's some days now. So, yep. you know, I preach financial responsibility in all things we do, but at the same time, I've failed to set up a financial learning system for our girls. Like they're mm -hmm. 10 and eight, they should be getting allowances and doing work for it and managing their money. And Oh, and don't worry, Kirby's managing their money. Like there's all sorts of stuff you're doing with our kid. Oh, but yeah, they, they just aren't getting the lessons. So much college savings and Roth IRAs, but yeah. like they aren't learning any of that. Yeah. Like, and I would hate for them to never learn that. And then they get to college and it's like, I got a ton of money. I'm going to, you know, go buy a car or something. And it's right. like, no, that's not what that was for. Yeah. So then we started to look like when we're looking at 2023, we, so me being the visionary mm -hmm. that I am, um, it's, it's helpful. And it's also helpful for my ADHD that we talk about some of the big things that are going to be the priorities mm -hmm. in our businesses 
this upcoming year. So like, for instance, we talked about with the Airbnb, we just finished construction and it needs a new deck. We've known that we needed to put a deck on it. It's an old deck that now that we are renting to 10 people, it's not safe. Yeah. Um, so that's going to suck because it's going to be a probably, I don't know, I bet it's going to be a 30 grand. I bet yeah. you it is. Yep. And um, another two weeks of not being able to rent yep. it out that you got to so, worry about. That's got to be done. But then we talked about like barring anything breaking, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do landscape. We're not. Can like, I get a hot tub just because it's. Oh, wait, don't you want a dock? Yeah. <laughs> well, you should have brought that up. Now it's too late. You missed your opportunity. You don't get a dock. But, anyways, then we talked about like the plan is to just let the Airbnb be. Um, then we talked about like within the business, like with She Slaves, what are the main goals and like what are some of the shifts that we want to make? as we're working towards like the five-year plan, what is going to happen this year type of thing? Mm-hmm. And what's not? So like, that's really nice for me because I want to open another clinic. And me going, like looking at the data with Kirby and going, I don't think that is happening this year. And it's like, nope, it's not. So I can just go like, all right, if God comes in, you know, there's always margin for God yep. type of thing. But like, ugh, 2024 is where we're going to peg that. Yeah. And having those things of like not saying no to each other's dreams or whatever, but like when you do the full year and all your goals at once, you get to see how many things are on your mind and on your plate. And then you get to prioritize them. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about if we want to pay down debt, build the deck, you know, invest in future, go to Europe for two weeks, go to Europe for two weeks and open another clinic. And you can see all of those things at the same time. Then you go, okay, that one doesn't need to happen this year. Not no, just later. Yep. Um, and it's kind of blending the, the next few or the the few steps that we have of like reviewing 2022, goals for 2023. And then the next section is kind of a financial review of, you know, looking at debt, monthly payments on stuff and making a plan for the next year. All those can kind of get mixed in because so much of the goals will have a financial component. So it's kind of a big circle that mm-hmm. you are a big knot that you have to untie um so those conversations do blend into each other but but that's useful like yep. because part of the equation is money you can have all the visions in the world you want um, but if you don't have like how much time do we have how much money do we have to do these things that yep. facilitates the conversation so then travel kind of goes in that too <laughs> of like you know for me travel super important for kirby money super important having it mm-hmm. and so you know, me going like, all right, these are the trips that I was thinking that we were going to take as a team. These are the trips that I feel like I need Mm -hmm. to happen. And then like, you know, you know, for that like work reward aspect, that's a big part for me of like the trips. It's not worth it to me for the debt payoff at a certain point where it's like, no, 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 I need to live life a little bit this year. Yep. And, but, you know, us finding like, where is that? So like, for me, it is, you know, this trip and that trip, there's these two trips. And if they're not happening, then like, I, it's, it is concerning. Yeah. You know, whereas Kirby might go like, what if we just did one of those and paid off more? And I'm like, no, but our agreement is the two. And so. Well, and I think there's an added element too, that when we do it from the beginning of the year, um, you know, I realized like I wanted to, to go on a trip. Like I've talked about going on a trip with my friends before. And I think what always happened is 
there was enough travel on the board already and we were spending enough that I do what I do of just like play the victim or the martyr and then go like, oh no, like I, I don't know how we're going to make that work. So I just won't go. But if it's on the books from the beginning, then it has some priority mm -hmm. and I'm much more likely to follow through on it. Yeah. You don't feel bad. So, and then we talked about a, an ideal week, just like you want to talk more about that of like, cause for you, it's a little different than me. And yeah. So, so one of the, this idea kind of comes from, um, Michael Hyatt. What's that book? Free well, to, free, free to focus. focus. So it's, it's about segmenting your time and it's, it's, it's never, almost never going to work out that your ideal week will be your actual week. So like I had planned out my day today of like, wake up, huh. work out. I had specific things I was supposed to do before our team meeting, then our team meeting, then record this podcast. Well, we got a call at 8.03 a.m. from one of the CAs saying there's water in the basement. So I spent two hours shop vacing and calling local uh, Roto-Rooter places to try and fix that. So it's not that it's always going to work out, but thinking about how you would structure your time in a way that would keep you energized while still being impactful. So if you're someone who, like personally, I need to start my day with kind of a devotional sense of like, ideally, I would not look at my phone for the first hour of the day. I would meditate and journal and read, get the family ready, go work out. And I know that's a big chunk of time at the front of the day where no work is being done but that's what gets me in my best headspace to work. And when you're planning out your week in general, if you can segment your thing, your days into certain things. So if like Monday was always get the house and business ready for the week, all the planning meetings, buy the groceries, plan the meals, get everything ready. And then if Tuesday was more the, you know, the actual nailing out deep work for say I had to edit the podcast and, fix the website or whatever, yeah. knowing like, okay, I have a four hour chunk where I'm doing work and no one can get in touch with me. So just planning out your week in those kind of ways um, and communicating that with each other. Yes. I was going to say, you're kind of getting in the weeds a little bit, um, <laughs> but it's like, the point is that, you know, you know where I'm like, you know, that I'm trying to get four workouts in Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. you know, and you're not going to, when you know that be like, why are you going to work out right now? And it's like, you know, that, yeah. um, you know, that Mondays are an adjusting day for me. And so a lot of my, uh, work for the podcast and things like that ends up happening on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And so like, Kirby knows that like if I'm going to record the intro, the goal is always Tuesday. If it's happening Wednesday, it's because shit happened, went down on Tuesday. Yeah. And so it's just that continual feedback loop mm -hmm. so with each other of like knowing like, yep, this is how they would like their life laid out. I'm going to try and respect that and go with flow. And I think that's honestly what so much of this entire meeting is, is truly understanding what the other person's priorities are, that it's nothing against you, that you know, and when you have that lens, there's a lot less frustration in a family and in a marriage when it's like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's Tuesday. Of course she's doing that instead of what, or say Monday is a good example of I'm trying to like plan the whole week, but it's your adjusting day. Me peppering you with questions about what dinner you want on Wednesday in the middle of a shift. Isn't you ignoring me? It's you're doing exactly what you said you were going to do. And I either need to figure it out myself or prioritize for a different time. Yeah. So, so. 
Yeah. So it's great. It is long. It gets exhausting. Um, we could definitely like put some minute to win it games and stuff in there. To- <laughs> well, I mean, we went to lunch. We did keep talking, but yeah. like leaving one place to go to another, um, you know, ideally you would be off site somewhere. Oh, we never even gave credit to Tristan and Denisa. Mm. Like in talking with uh, Tristan Weber at a conference, he talked. Denisa Weber. Well, I was talking to him <laughs> when I when he. They said that this is what they do. They take like a two day trip every year and like get away from their house so that you know in the middle of it a kid doesn't come up and ask a question or mm-hmm. need something, and they treat it like a corporate retreat of like this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like this is what we're focused on today. Um, so I thought that was a great idea. And while we didn't uh, go somewhere to do it it was dedicated blocked off time. Yeah. And it did take several hours. So yes, it did. Yes, it did. So well worth it. So that is the partner annual family meeting. Um, I think one of the biggest things that you touched on is like so many of the conversations that happen, you just don't make the time for. Mm -hmm. And so like you have these conversations that you're like, Oh, this is good. This is good that we're doing this. Like, damn it. Okay. So it is worth it. It is helpful. And I think that like, you know, it just gives each person a little bit of sense of control around like, all right, this year, this is what I'm shifting Mm -hmm. to become better and a better partner. So that's it. All right. Hope you enjoy. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients, plus they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.